Podcast Answer Man, episode number 210. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. This is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. That's right, it doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't yet recorded your first show, there's something we can all do to take our show to that next level. My friends, I always feel like I am taking next steps. I'm always taking that next step forward. And and I have to fight this, sometimes this desire to stay comfortable where I'm at, you know, getting into, you know, reaching a certain level and just saying, you know what, it's good enough. For me, I don't think there's ever going to be any such thing as good enough. And that is why, first and foremost, I just want to say for those of you who have not yet launched your first show, dude, Seriously, and do that, of course. I, there are some ladies that are listening as well. Uh, but seriously, don't wait for perfection to get started. Go ahead, start today with what you have, and just every episode, take it to the next level. Every episode, take it to the next level. But for those of you who haven't taken the first step to get to the first level, stop waiting for perfection and put something out today. Seriously. But anyway, for me, I don't, I, I just, I always want to do something more. I always want to take things to the next level. And so I'm sitting here thinking about all the different things I'm going to do in, in podcasting, you know, with the new shows that I'm producing and so many other wonderful things that are going on. Uh, let me just share with you a couple things that are going on in my own journey. I know that many of you he, uh, tune into this podcast every single week for the technical you know, Q&A and stuff like that, and we're going to have a couple of those. Today, I'm going to be uh, interviewing a good friend of mine, Daryl Darnell from thefringepodcast.com. We're going to have a 30-minute interview with him today, and uh, I'm also going to answer a few of your questions, or did I already say that? See, now, there you go. That right there, maybe I just repeated myself. It doesn't matter. You just got to take it, run with it, and move forward. And 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 the next time, I won't stop to tell you where I've made a mistake. How's that? That'll be me taking it to the next level. But anyway, I, wanna, I know there are many of you who are interested in some of the things that are going on in my journey through podcasting and new media. And I've been posting quite a bit. Uh, over at podcastanswerman.com, some blog posts in between the episodes. This is a, this is a principle that I've been talking about quite some for quite some time. I'm always talking about you know if if you have it within you to blog, and and not everybody's a blogger. I totally get that, but if you have it within you to blog, then I encourage you to do so. And so one of the blog posts that I put on my site the other day is uh, titled "iTunes Rankings." and ratings, a show bigger than Oprah, all right? Now, I'm not going to go into big deal, a uh, 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 big detail about this because I wrote an entire blog post about it, but if you ever had a question on how iTunes ratings works, then what I would encourage you to do, just head over to podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes ratings. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes ratings. And uh, I'm, I'm actually going to I share how I have a goal personally to get a brand new podcast that I just launched into the top 10 podcasts in iTunes category for literature for the Hunger Games and how I've successfully supplanted um, uh, Oprah. I mean, Oprah's book club and uh, some pretty interesting things. I think at the time that I had wrote that, uh, I was at 26th in out of the top 200 in, in uh, literature. I've been bouncing around number 16, 17, 18, somewhere around in there. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're moving forward. We're consistently putting out some content and I share in there exactly what it, what has to take place for certain things to happen for you to move up in the rankings in iTunes. Now, I I almost didn't want to do this post because I know some people get so caught up 
on their stats and trying to compete and and other things and and I just want to make sure that if you read this please pay special attention to two things in this blog post. Number 1, my motives for for sharing. Um, my motives for sharing this, I have a real reason for wanting to get the exposure of the main category. All right. It's not just to puff up my ego because trust me, my ego is way too big as it is. Um, so, and, and I've been told that quite a few times and I, and I recognize it. So it's not to puff up my ego. If anything, I need to do some things to kind of just knock it down a couple notches. But here's the other thing that I need to do, uh, or is to point out to you is that if you do what I did in this blog post, it could seriously backfire in your in your face in a very big way. And what I mean by that is asking people to go in and give you ratings, to go in and give you reviews. If you do that and word gets out among other communities that are podcasting in the same niche, you may find yourself under fire and, and you'll get reviews and you will get ratings and they won't be what you had asked for. <laughs> so, and and, and I'm talking as somebody speaking from experience there, uh, because I had done that back in the days when I was producing the Lost podcast. And and seriously, all you need to do, all you need to do is go to iTunes, look up uh, Lost podcast, and then go through and find the one for gspn.tv and read some of my ratings there. That'll show you just how bad this could go. But with that being said, it's working for us right now. And uh, I and honestly, I do have better motives today uh, than I did when I asked for it back in back uh, in the lost days. So read that post podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes ratings, R-A-T-I-N-G-S. All right. Got that in the show note. Got a win of the week. You know, I, I meet once a week with a, a group of uh, folks who I consider to be what I call a uh, mastermind group. This is a very private group, and and uh, I've been surrounding myself with some very high-end, top-notch people, and every week we we share, we start our meetings off talking about a win of the week, and and uh, I'm going to be missing our group next week because I'll be in, in New York City for the Blog World and New Media Expo, but I, I shared with them via email this morning what my win of, of the week that I would have shared next week had I been there. And this is, my friends, my win of the week. And I wanted to share it with you guys. As you know, for me, it is it is like beyond amazing. It is totally awesome that I am going to be a speaker at Blog World and New Media Expo. I talked about it last week. Uh, you can read about it on my blog and stuff like that. But th- this, for me, is a big deal. This is, this is the industry conference for podcasting, for blogging, for new media. This this is the event. And for me to be a featured speaker there is just, it, it, it's a dream come true. And to be honest with you, it's a dream that I didn't think was unobtainable, but is one that I really didn't have on my list of dreams because, you know, I didn't want to ever, in you know, for me to be a featured speaker and to have it be a dream come true, it would be more along the lines of, I want to make sure that I didn't put this one out there I wanted, if it ever were to happen, I wanted it to happen naturally where somebody recognized me and said, hey, we need to have, you, we want to have you on this panel of, of, of speakers. And so f- that for me, that came true. Now, now get this. This is how, you know, you just, you just don't do things all the time just to put yourself out there. You know, you're, you're, it's not all about how do I get to the top? How do I get noticed? How do I get noticed? You know, so for for example i just recently got an email from a friend of mine and said hey can you tell me what can i do uh to to get my podcast to to drive the you know to drive more traffic to my site what can are there some tweaks are there some things that i can do because i want to drive more traffic to my site because that's going to just raise and increase my audience and I wrote back to this person, and, and and he says, you know, do do you, if matter if you have an episode of your podcast where it talks about just driving more traffic, you know, getting, you know, just you know, how can I increase maybe even a hundred or five hundred new eyes on my site each month? How can I do that? And I said, you know what, I don't really have a podcast episode devoted to that topic, and the reason why is because I really believe in my philosophy of building a community one relationship at a time around your niche area of focus. 
I and uh, that's that's me. I mean, how many episodes of Podcast Answer Man? This is episode two hundred ten. How many episodes of Podcast Answer Man have I talked about search engine optimization? I can't think of any episodes where I specifically pointed, you know, pulled it out. Are have people asked questions? Yes. Have I talked about just, you know, it's like, well, just do what you naturally would do. Talk about relevant content to your field and make sure that you're very thorough in your show notes. Beyond that, I'm not going to tell you to go and plug in the all SEO all in one plugin. You know, do I get a hundred thousand? Do I get a hundred thousand? Um, you know, views in a month? No, I don't. You'd be shocked at how many views I get. But do I get enough views to ha- create a, a passionate, loyal community around the things that I do? You better believe it. Do I have a community of people that are so engaged that sponsors want to sponsor the content that I produce? Yes. Do I have an audience uh, around Podcast Answer Man that helps me achieve the goals in my business pursuits as a podcast producer, consultant, and coach? Yes, I do. I, I I don't care about thousands and thousands. You know, matter I'm matter of fact, I'm not at the place right now. I don't have the personal growth and development yet to handle a ten times fold audience to what I have today. And 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 I better get ready because things are starting to fall into place. You know. I'd rather, you know, have, you know, 2,000 new people than 25,000 new people check out my site uh, in the next 30 days because I can manage myself and the growth that's necessary within me to handle this new, you know, interest in my brand, uh, you know, rather than, you know, bringing this massive amount of traffic in. So, but however... Sometimes you just do things and things happen. Things fall on the place. And it's all about creating content. It's all about doing what's on your heart, following your heart. You know, and and so here's the situation. The other day, I was asked by Blog World and New Media Expo to do this. And in, in fact, let me see if I can find this. Okay, I got the email right here. So this comes from Kimberly over there at Blog World Expo, and she gives me this email uh, with a long laundry list of all the things that I need to do as a speaker to get prepared for you know everything. I have to submit on a bunch of different things. I had to register for the site and, and all this stuff. And I want to read to you item number three. It says, in order to better promote your session, all Blog World speakers are invited to write a blog post or create a video for the Blog World blog. Nikki Katz, our managing editor, will be in touch to coordinate, or you can get a jump on the rest and reach out to Nikki at her email address, which is right here. And so they've got her email address in there. So here's the situation. There's, this is just like, matter of fact, that's that's the third out of 11 things that I need to do. I got this email this week. Blog World is next week. And one of the things that I have to do this week is prov- provide them with my presentation slides. And I'm like, I, oh my gosh. And I'm supposed to coordinate this with somebody else that I'm supposed to do a session with, which by the way, new news. And this is uh, this is cool for me, but I, I feel really bad for Mike Rotman. But Mike Rotman, Rotman from uh, Streaming Garage was invited to share a session with me to tell his story, and I was going to tell my story. Turns out that uh, he's not available to be at the expo on Thursday, and the organizers weren't able to move it over to Wednesday. So it looks like, well, it doesn't look like, it's been confirmed that I actually am going solo. So I have an entire hour session to myself um, and I get 40 minutes to tell the GSPN story instead of only 20 minutes, and then I'll open it up for Q&A for 20 minutes. This, my friends, is, oh, I can't even tell you how awesome this feels to me. Again, I feel bad about feeling so awesome about it because, well, I feel bad for Mike, but uh, I, I am happy to know that I'm going to be able to give more justice to the to the story, you know, having 40 minutes to tell the GSPN story, that I can do. 20 minutes was pushing it. So I'm excited about the opportunity. But anyway, there's so many different things that I had to do. And to think about creating a video to promote my site, you know, I don't know if you guys know this. There, are, I've done 2,700 podcast episodes, okay? 2,700 podcast episodes. Do you know how many promos I've personally created for myself? I think two. I think I personally created two 
promos in my entire lifetime as a podcaster for my own content. Creating promos for what I do is just not, it just doesn't come naturally for me. I just, I have a hard time doing it. But, you know, at the same time, I know that they're valuable and all this other stuff, but I just never get around to doing it. That's why I always hire people like, you know, my good friend Rick Tarrant to create things like this. You followed the story. Do you think we crashed on this place by coincidence? You've listened to the podcast. It's destiny. And now it must come to an end. You and me are getting the hell off this island. But not before Cliff and Stephanie throw a lost series finale party. Pack your bags. Make your reservations. We're going on vacation, baby. 5 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, May 23rd. The Lost Series Finale Party. We need to get to the safe house. The party will be at a secure facility, but you must RSVP to get in. Open this door! Don't miss the GSPN Lost Finale Party. It's your last chance. Well, thank God for second chances. Sign up today at gspn.tv slash lostparty. So there you go. I mean, that is one of like uh, three promos that have ever been created. And I only created two of the three. And um, so and I hired, by the way, RickTarrant.com, R-I-C-K-T-A-R-R-A-N-T, I I think. Rick, T-A-R-R-A-N-T.com. Let me just check. And I'll put this, I'm putting this in the show notes. I got to, yes, RickTarrant.com. I got it. And if you go to podcastanswerman.com, show notes for episode 210, there will be a link there as well. So here's the situation, though. I did create a video. I did create a video. In fact, if you go to my site and you click on the place where you see the Blog World logo, you will see where it'll take you to the video where I invited people to come to my to my session. And this is something that, to be honest with you, it took me about two and a half hours to create like a, I don't know even know how long it is right now. Let me uh, go there and find out. Okay, I just looked. It's two minutes, 24 seconds. To cr- It took me two and a half hours to create a two and a half minute video. And I'm telling you, I, I started over and over and over and over again. But if you go and check out this video, it ended up looking really, really good. And I didn't have time to create this video. I did not have two hour, two and a half hours. But you know what? I did it anyway because this, you know, this is an opportunity that that I've been invited to do, and 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 I recognize just how much work would be created, and I don't have time to do this. But I felt like this was the right thing to do. That I should take them up on this opportunity. If they're, if they're giving me the platform of their blog to actually write a, a, a little intro blog of who I am and give my bio and to put a video out there, I mean, how can I pass up that opportunity? It just doesn't make sense. I need to do this and I, and I want to do it well. Why well, did it? And, and I guess as it turns out, I must be one of the very few people who actually go through this much work to do this because check out this message that I got, and I got this message last night. I was attending a special uh, tweet party that they did for Blog World, and this this email comes from Rick, who happens to be the CEO and co-founder of Blog World and New Media Expo. All right, so I I got the attention of of the CEO and co-founder of this of this uh, expo, and he writes, "Hey Cliff, just wanted to say thanks for the great video invitation to your session." You are real, uh, we are really glad to have you speaking at the show. Most speakers don't promote their sessions at all. You went above and beyond. Thank you. How, very much looking forward to meeting you at the show. Do you mind if I include a link to this video in our next newsletter? My friends, if you want to know how to get exposure, it's just going through the hard work of creating the content. You know, I did not create this video so that the CEO and co-founder of Blog World would actually recognize me and hopefully put me put a link to my video and as a, as an example for other speakers to follow. That that's not that was not the intention. These my these things my friends are the things that will happen naturally over time as you follow your heart and do the things that you really feel are most important, all right? 
And, and there's no guarantee, you know, do you know how many things that I have done that I have created to to promote myself that, that you know, who knows how they've benefited me? The idea here is that, you know, it probably would be a good idea to take some time to create a promo and to share it with some fellow podcasters to, I mean, there's so many things that I need to do. I would imagine this. I mean, I, I happen to know how many subscribers I have to Podcast Answer Man. And I know this for a fact. If I had my good friend Rick Tarrant create me a podcast answer man promo that was, you know, 15 to 20 seconds in length, I I imagine right now that those of you who are listening to this, I would say there are at least 400 to 500 of you who would definitely play that promo in your podcast. Why haven't I done that? Matter of fact, I'm putting it on my to-do list right now. Rick Tarrant... Pam promo. All right. It's going on my to-do list. That'll be available for those of you who would be willing to do that. This was a major win of the week. I, I mean, just think about how many people are on the Blog World and New Media Expo mailing list and that I'm going to be talked about as an example to follow for speakers in their newsletter. Ugh. Win of the week. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's move on to some of your questions and uh, we're going to start things off with uh, Steve here. Hey Cliff, this is Steve from MoneyPlanSOS.com. I have a question for the podcast answer man. Back in November when you set up my podcast, we put in a couple buttons for subscribing. Got one for Zoom, got one for iTunes, and then the RSS. Got a question on the BlackBerry users. I I don't have a BlackBerry phone. Uh, With the Libsyn subscription, I have the 250 megabyte, which just gives me the basic statistics. So I don't know if the BlackBerry store or whatever you call it is showing my podcast there. Is there a way for me to find out, because I'm not getting any, any responses from BlackBerry, and I, I, I don't suppose I ever will, but is there any way to find out if the BlackBerry store is showing my podcast on their, on their list? And I'm sure I'm not the only one with this question, because I've talked to some others as well who aren't always that sure that it's showing up. So I'd, I'd love to hear this answered on the podcast answer, man. So if you could do that, I'd, I'd love it. Thanks. All right, Stephen, here's your question. Uh, I talked about BlackBerry originally in Podcast Answer Man episode number 173. You can find that by going in to podcastanswerman.com slash BlackBerry. Uh, number one, I will tell you that this is a BlackBerry podcast directory designed to show up only on people's phones who have a BlackBerry uh, and who have the podcast uh, app on their phones. So first and foremost, you could ask somebody who has a BlackBerry uh, and, and I and I'm going to try to bite my tongue, Mac fanboy that I am, and and not make any commentary on how many people out there might or might not have a BlackBerry. But anyway, uh, I'm sure that there are people listening to this podcast that do indeed have a BlackBerry and they love them, and that's great. What works for you is wonderful as long as it continues to work for you. Here's the situation. If you know somebody who has a BlackBerry that has the podcast app, and by the way, it's being built in to all the new BlackBerries, which is totally awesome. So as as your friends get brand new BlackBerries, they will have the podcast app on their phone by default. Uh, there's no way for us to check on the web or anything else like that. So unless you know somebody with a BlackBerry to check it out, there's really no way to actually physically see and confirm for yourself. But here's what you could do. You could go to rimpodcast.quickplay.ca slash rimpodcasting. That link, by the way, will be in the show notes. Again, it's rimpodcast.quickplay.ca slash rimpodcasting. I know it's ridiculous. Anyway, you can click on that. You log in with your email address and password that you created when you submitted your podcast to the directory. And if your show list, if your show is in the list, then it should be in the directory. You should you should have that. Hopefully, that's enough reassurance or affirm or confirmation for you. If not, see if you can't hunt down in the wild, put out Twitter posts, Facebook posts. Certainly somebody on LinkedIn is going to have, if you have a LinkedIn profile, I I have no doubt you'll find people on LinkedIn with a BlackBerry and maybe you can coerce them to, to, to check in out to see if your podcast is on there. So hopefully that helps you out, Steve. All right, we're going to move on to another call here. This comes in from Dave and it's audio level question. 
Hello, Cliff. This is Dave Stahoviak from Innovate Learning. I wanted to thank you, first of all, for your assistance late last year with helping us purchase some audio equipment for our business. And we have uh, been using it with great success with some e-learning projects with clients and plan to start our first podcast here very soon. So thank you so much for your great guidance and uh, and resources. We certainly appreciate it. I was calling with a follow-up question to what someone had mentioned in regards to the distance to the microphone. Um, that really cleared up a couple of things for me as far as how close to get to our Heil PR40 when we're speaking. But it also left me with another question on audio levels. And I was wondering if you might be able to shed some light on this. We are using a Mackie 1402 VLZ3 mixer, I believe, that we purchased from you, and a Heil PR40 microphone. And my question is in regards to hitting the right levels on the Edderall. I believe you mentioned on one of your uh, digital products that hitting the 6 to 12 level on the Edderall is ideal. And we are hitting that zone, but in order to hit that, we have to have the gain up almost all the way. And I remember you saying on a recent show that the gain really shouldn't be up all the way. It should be uh, you know, somewhere lower than that. Um, we do have the control levels on the different channels on the mixer for the microphone and the main mix at that right in between those shaded uh, zones. They're right in that U zone, that mid-range. And I've used the gain to adjust up. But what I'm wondering is, should our input level on our Edderall be higher in order to have the gain at a lower level? Just wanted to see what you thought about that. Um, the uh, Edderall level right now is at input level 45. I don't know if that's a, a good level to be at or not. And by the way, we are using a compressor limiter gate as well, the one you recommend. Thanks again, Cliff. Really enjoy your show and so glad you provide a great service to all of us in the community doing audio and podcasting. Look forward to speaking with you. All righty. Thank you so much there, Dave. And uh, I just want to say first and foremost, um, your audio sounds great. So whatever you've got right now, it's working for you. And I wouldn't really recommend any changes. Uh, but to answer your question and man, I tell you, this question sounds so familiar. And I don't know if it's just because of when I prepared for this question earlier in the week, or if I feel like I've answered it even last week, but, uh, or maybe it was another person that called to ask. But anyway, here's, here's the situation. The important thing is that, um, you hit negative somewhere between negative twelve to negative six on your uh, Edderall or Roland recorder, depending on which one you have. If you're, you know, and I know he happens to have this same gear that I've always recommended. So, um, and on your Mackie mixer, you're right. On the Mackie mixer, your 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 gain should not be all the way up. Now, if you have a Behringer mixer, chances are your gain's almost completely maxed out. Not a big deal. It's just the difference in the way they do their preamps. Uh, so really, it doesn't matter where your different levels are. You you might actually adjust your your gain up and keep your slider down and your your um, Edderall input level at one thing and get negative twelve to negative six. You could completely adjust all of those and and still and 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 as long as the combination between the three gets you bit to negative twelve to negative six, it should all sound pretty much the same. It, I mean, you're just using different places to amplify and pull out the sound. Um, with that being said, I will tell you right now, I, I heard a little bit of the echo off the walls in your studio. Of course, uh, I've been noticing recently that that I'm pulling in a bit of audio and uh, bringing in some some echo off the walls in my studio a little bit as well. Uh, so you could stand to, to actually bring down your gain just a tad bit. But um, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, your audio sounds good. It, it's, uh, it sounds great, actually. And uh, you should know from listening to this episode that I don't say that lightly. So uh, I think things are sounding really good there. Um, and so basically, uh, let's see here. I just want to let you know, mine is uh, on my Mackie 1402 VLZ3 mixer. My gain on line one is turned up to about one o'clock. My you know, my slider is down into the, you know, the universal zeroed out uh, position kind of turned up into the gray shaded area. And my Edderall has the levels all the way up to 80. Uh, so it's it's maxed out on the Edderall. And that is not necessarily what I recommend for you. I mean, it's it like I said, as long as you're getting negative 12, you're not clipping. People are hearing you. Uh, your audio sounds great. It, it I don't change. Don't change anything. I think it's working for you. Hey, real quick here, I want to let you know that uh, my podcasting A to Z course, uh, I have uh, decided that this is something that I'm going to continue to do, uh, and I have already begun uh, launching 
the details for the July course, uh, officially beginning July 11th. I didn't want to start the first week of July with 4th of July weekend. So July Monday, July 11th, I'll begin my next course. Uh, you can find out more information at podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. And here's the situation. If you are listening to this and you would like to make a generous commission on, uh, you know, for yourself, especially if you have people who are listening to your podcast who would like to learn how to podcast, here's the situation. You can earn a $150 commission for each person who you personally refer to sign up for my podcasting A to Z course in July. And um, things are going so well right now, and I th- I have things pretty much pretty much put into place to where I can manage this thing so easily this month as compared to my first one. And wow, things are going extremely well. I'm opening it up to 30 students in July. Now, those spots will still fill fast, and I have decided, you know, obviously I'm giving myself more than two weeks to uh, market this course and things are going to go extremely well. I have no doubt that I'll fill all 30 spots. But if you want to either take place and and get involved, uh, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. And that's uh, again, A to Z, uh, A T O Z. And uh, check out the, the page there. Again, it's been updated. Uh, the, I'm working on the video this weekend uh, that, that actually does for the course, but everything else is updated. It's all pretty uh, fresh content there. You could start forwarding people. If you want to um, if you want to become an affiliate to where you can earn this $150 commission, there are two ways to do this. One, you could personally recommend people by introducing me via email. And I will take it from there and and try to get them to sign up. And if if you made that initial introduction via email to me, to the person who you know would be uh, potentially interested in signing up for this course, uh, then if they if they sign up as a result of that, I will make sure that you get your $150 commission once they've paid for the course. And then uh, the other way is if you have full confidence that you believe that you have an audience that is just primed for this and perfect, I'd love to talk to you about uh, becoming an official affiliate where I can give you a discount code to offer to your audience that would even further entice them to sign up. And obviously, using your specific discount code, I'm going to see that and I will know that that gets credited to you as well and make sure that you get your commission. So again, uh, first official uh, affiliate launch for this. And by the way, I just want to let you know, um, I have had affiliates for previous uh, podcasting A to Z courses, and I have had people receive hundreds of dollars uh, for for uh, referring people to the course. So this is a this is the real deal. If you're interested, email me uh, cliff at podcastanswerman.com and I'll I'll be happy to work with you. The other thing I want to share with you real quickly here is Adobe Audition pre-release software. The pre-release, my friends, it has ended. The party is over. I I went in to go and do an edit this morning, and unfortunately, I was not allowed to do that edit. It says this, you know, this pre-release is no longer valid. Blah 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 blah. So I went over to Adobe's site. Uh, actually, I, I went to podcastanswerman.com. I clicked on my affiliate link by the way, for the software. You can do that over there at podcastanswerman.com. Look for services I recommend and there's an Adobe link down there. Anyway, uh, click through to that and it'll take you to the Adobe site. And um, I had the PC Adobe Audition 3.0 version of Adobe Audition. And I asked them, I said, can I upgrade that license to the Mac version? And they said, yes, you can. You can you can take your 3.0 and for $99, you can upgrade to the Mac version. The next question I asked is, is this going to deactivate my access to be able to use my Adobe Audition 3.0 on the PC? And he says, yes, when you use the upgrade, it will deactivate prior versions. So my friends, I was not able to use the $99 upgrade personally because my virtual assistant in Nashville, Tennessee has Adobe Audition 3.0 running on her PC and she actually is the one who produces about nine out of every 10 podcast episodes that I produce. So if I was to use the upload or up up. Uh, upgrade option for $99, I would have deactivated her software. And I can't have that happening. In fact, she uses she uses Adobe Audition way more than I do. 
However, I do need it on my Mac because I still do. I actually personally do the post-production work for Dan Miller's 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast. And I also occasionally need to do a quick edit here or there. And I need to actually show clients how to use the software. So I do that via GoToMeeting on some consulting calls and things. So I had to have the software myself. Here's the awesome thing, though. I went ahead and confirmed this with the sales rep over there at Adobe. You buy the software once and you can actually use that serial number on two different computers. Um, so I bought the Mac version, $349. Yes, I paid the full version. Um, I know that some people can get the the student discount and stuff like that. I'm not eligible for that. And I don't f- feel like trying to you know wiggle my way around it. So I just paid the $349 this morning, downloaded the software, and within five minutes had it installed on my 27-inch iMac. And I installed it on my 11-inch MacBook Air. And it is up and running on that. So I am able to install the $349 Adobe Audition CS 5.5. It is now on my 27-inch iMac and on my MacBook Air both. Now, the only thing is, is I cannot have the software open with the same license at the same time on both computers. But I can certainly use it on on my 27-inch iMac whenever I'm in the studio and as I'm in New York City and I might possibly need to do something there, I can pull it up on my MacBook Air as long as it's not up and running on on the desktop. So totally awesome, very excited about that. All right, so it's now time in our show where uh, basically uh, I'm going to play for you an interview that I did with Daryl Darnell over at thefringepodcast.com. It doesn't need a lot of introduction for me uh, here at this point because I did all of that in the uh, interview. I'm going to go ahead and play that for you now, and then I'll come in for just a few seconds at the end of this interview. So here it is now, my interview with Daryl Darnell. All right, folks, I am on the line right now with Daryl Darnell. Daryl, it is so awesome to finally get you on the podcast Answer Man Show. How you been? I've been doing great, Cliff. Thanks for having me. I mean, you know, I've been hoping one day that I could be on the Bible Answer Man podcast, you know, or the Bible Answer Man, <laughs> that's Hank Anagraph, the podcast Answer Man podcast. I mean, you talk about how, you know, Dan Miller is kind of your guy that you've, and, and, and Leo Laporte is your guy that you want to be on this show one day. You're my guy, Cliff. So... I'm honored to be on on your show today. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad to have you here. And and you know what? Um, obviously, today in this in this um, episode, we're here. Really, I want to I want folks to hear your story and 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 to be inspired by what you've been able to accomplish in in much the same way that I had actually got to start in uh, podcasting as a hobby related to a TV show. Uh, you kind of have uh, followed in those footsteps and had some really awesome uh, stories to and successes to share along the way as well. But uh, at the end of this conversation about what you've got going on, I'd love to talk a little bit about the Mardell uh, situation between uh, GSPN.TV and the relationship we have with you guys, because I think that's also sure. perfect for talking about here in Podcast Answer Man. But let's start with, uh, with Daryl and your entry into the world of podcasting. When did you first hear about podcasting? Oh man, when did I first hear about podcasting? Um, probably about four years ago, maybe five years ago. Okay. And I didn't really listen to a whole lot of podcasts. Um, Lost is what got me into podcasts and listening to podcasts and trying to figure out what other people thought about this show that I loved so much. And I know, obviously, that show had an impact on your life too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in fact, it was, it, you're to blame for all of this, Cliff. Uh, I called into your podcast and I would start participating in your live podcast when I could. And, you know, back when you were on talk shoe and then when you did other things, I tried to be a part of the live show when I could. And I called in a few times and it was like crack. It was like once I heard my voice and I was participating in a podcast, like the next level had to be to do my own podcast. I didn't want to do it about lost because so many other people were already doing it about lost. So we, we chose the next JJ Abrams project that we could, which was a show called fringe. And, uh, but yeah, you're the one to blame for all my podcast addictions. Well, I will certainly take that blame and, and I'll, and I'll, <laughs> I'll wear it proudly <laughs> as well. You should, as, 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 if I can get the, I just want to convert the entire world. If we all just had a podcast, 
There you go. Hmm. Anyway, so so you so basically you said, okay, I want to I want to start my own podcast. You started this thing called the Fringe Podcast over at thefringepodcast.com, correct? That's right. We tried to make the website as hard to remember as possible. Mm-hmm, exactly. So we're, yeah, we're over at the Fringe Podcast or thefringepodcast.com, and we've been doing that since August of 2008. And when we started it out, we thought, man, if we could just have a, a fun way, there were four of us to begin with, if we could just have a way to to talk amongst ourselves and maybe get a few people to listen and, and participate, that would be really cool. But we we kind of looked at you for inspiration and you've you've kind of paved this road. You know, you've you've done a lot of things successfully in building up your community. And community is what it's all about. I mean, I have some good ideas from time to time, but the listeners, the audience out there in large, they have the best ideas. They have the best feedback and, and getting them involved is really, really crucial. So we, we developed a forum at first, but that didn't fly because we didn't have a big enough audience yet. But we had the chat room going on. We started doing our live show where people could come in and at first just hear us. We didn't have video because they didn't have a webcam. And then eventually I got a webcam and we started doing in-studio video and some of the same things that you do. And uh, it kind of took off and it's kind of a kind of a cool thing now. All right, so there are a couple things that I want to point out as we go through this. Some things that I'm hearing that I really want to make sure that my audience is uh, is picking up on. And, and and I hate to do this because I remember whenever the the writers of the TV show Lost when they would actually uh, put write something into a conversation happening into the script, and then all of a sudden they would make one of the characters actually say something out loud, and it's like. Seriously, do you think we're that dumb that we didn't pick up on that? Did you have to actually have them voice those actual words? Yeah. It's, so so I don't mean to insult the intelligence of the <laughs> podcast Answer Man audience, but there are already so many things that you've said. Two things that I just thought to write down. Number one, um, the crack that you talked about as as far as bringing in your audience's voice. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, giving, you know, having a voicemail feedback hotline is amazing. And 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 it's and it's awesome because instead of just reading their emails, because you know, and pe- by the way, your audience is going to love that as well. Just hearing their own name is going to to, to make their ears perk up, and it's going to get them excited. But I remember calling into a podcast and hearing my voice. And do you know what I did, Daryl? I don't know if you did this, but when I got onto one of my favorite podcasts and I hear my voice, I'm playing that that piece of the audio of that po- piece of the podcast to other friends. It's like, check this out. I'm on this podcast. Yes, that is exactly it. And I did the same thing and I kind of assumed that other people would do the same thing. And that creates a little bit of a viral marketing for your podcast. Exactly. That was definitely part of my motivation. And part of the motivation was, like I said before, we can't do this alone. The audience has the best ideas. We got to get them involved. That's the other. And in th- fact, we we do two podcasts a week. You know, Fringe has uh, just wrapped up season three, so right now we're still doing some Fringe podcasting throughout the summer. But when Fringe is on, we do two podcasts a week. We record them back to back, and then I release them. You know, at different parts of the week. But one is like usually an hour, hour and a half of Clint, my co-host, and I just giving our opinions on the show. And then the other podcast is also an hour, hour and a half of the listeners giving their opinions on the show. We're giving them equal time to us because they're just as much of a part of our show as they are. And it we have regular contributors, we have first timers and all that stuff. But yeah, you're right. I mean, hearing your voice, that's that's part of what got me into it because I heard my voice and then I told other people. And you, you're very crafty, Cliff Ravenscraft. You used to have this uh, John Locke clip that he would say, that's an interesting theory. Exactly. Yes. And if from you know, you played that after one of my things, and it was like, you know, I was getting to go to the bonus round, you know. It's an interesting theory. There it is. I was awarded with the that's an interesting theory soundbite, and that was like extra candy. Yeah, it, it is. Of course, you got to watch out and before you get too carried away because you don't want to have somebody get all excited about calling in, sharing their theory, working up the courage to share it, only to play this one for me. Ah, then your theory is wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like the Thomas theory? Yes. Hey, now, come on. <laughs> that's a little below the belt. Although nobody can prove to me that I'm wrong with the way the show. No. <laughs> 
I didn't see Thomas walking through that that light that doorway of light at the end of the uh, at, be- at the end of the series. That's because he's taking care of his son Aaron because he is the awesome father that I always knew he was. Okay. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's get back to this. So, so yes. So, basically, the other point in is that not only do you not have to. I mean, it, it's good for you to have an area, a level of of knowledge, and and maybe even if you call it expertise in the field that you want to podcast about. So, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna podcast about a TV show to to you know, build a community of fans to come together and stuff like that. You probably want to know a lot about the show. You don't want to just be an average person who's just checking things out. You want to have some passion for it. You want to have some enthusiasm for this for this topic. And you also want to have some knowledge and wisdom that you can actually share so that you can become a source of information. But the cool thing about giving your audience a voice is understanding and recognizing that that there's a potential that you have an audience of experts out there, people who actually may even know more than you do. And that is absolutely was 100% the truth when I launched Podcast Answer Man. When I launched this podcast more than 200 episodes ago, I I started off, I remember, I don't know if it was episode number three, it was called Podcasting 101 or something like that. And I said, and my friends, this is the only, the, the reason I titled this is, and, and I'm talking about this at a 101 level, because that's the, that's really the only level at which I feel comfortable to actually share this information. Yeah. But, and and so, and over the course of the following episodes, I got people who called in, they left, you know, people wrote in and left me uh, links to articles and stories and I consumed it all. Now today, I do see myself as the expert and now people come to me for answers, whereas before it was just like, hey, th- this is a place where if I don't have the answer, we'll find it. And now yeah. you become an expert and you also recognize that your audience are experts as well. So audience participation is huge. Letting people hear their own voice is like crack and, and keeps them coming back for more. And, yeah. uh, and then, of course, the other thing is that you talked about trying the forum first. Don't, this is a horrible idea for the brand new podcaster. <laughs> I, always yeah. tell, I always tell people, never start a, an online forum until you start getting about 20 to 30 comments and that does not include your own, by the way. <laughs> but the right. 20 to 30 different people commenting on your show notes, on your yeah. blog, when you start seeing on average about 20 people every week posting comments on your show notes, it's at that time where you might be able to get two or three people throughout the week actively engaging in conversation with each other. And when you add yourself into the mix and then you start using social media tools like Facebook and and Twitter and LinkedIn and all this other stuff to draw people into that as well and you promote it like crazy through your podcast, that when somebody does come into your forum for the very first time and they post a message, you're not the only person that's going to respond to them. Though, if, if, if you can go into a forum or one of your listeners can go into a forum and get at least three responses to something they wrote, then you have a community online ready and primed to go. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And we just started uh, a, f- a few, like a month ago. We, we should have started it a year ago, and I just didn't, wasn't smart enough to come up with the idea back then. I'm not a blogger. You know, when we, when we first launched the website, I think we thought we had to be everything to the fringe community. We had to be the one that was posting all the viral videos that JJ likes to do. We had to be the one with the forum. We had to be the one with the podcast. And we had to be the one with the blog. When the truth is, we're the fringe podcast we should have focused on our podcast and we did that. I mean, it took us a little while to figure out, focus on the podcast and, and make that what it ought to be because there was French television and French bloggers who were doing a great blog. There's the French forum that was doing a great forum. We didn't have to be all those other things, but about a month or so ago, we decided Cliff and not Cliff, Clint and I, my co-host are not bloggers. That's just not what we do. We're right. podcasters. And, but we have a whole community of people now that are bloggers and love to write and have ideas about the show. So I empowered some of our audience members, whoever wanted to, they had to, you know, submit certain criteria uh, to be bloggers for our website and write unique content and post it to the website 
and and comments are coming in and we're getting more traffic and comments like never before on our website and I don't have to do anything other than set them up, you know, a basic user account on my on my WordPress site so they can go in there and post their content and then comment back to people who make comments on their content. It's great and that's part of that community interaction and and I don't have to write anything cuz that's not what I do. That is awesome. Hey, what I want you to talk about next is, is amazing opportunities that have come your way. You don't have to give specific names of, of sponsors or anything like that, but I would like you to talk to, talk to us and just tell us, maybe uh, give us an idea of some of the opportunities and, and conversations that you've had with people who have you know taken notice of you. And also, I want to hear about a certain conference that you're probably going to be attending soon. I think you're talking about Comic-Con. Yes, yeah, we're definitely going to Comic Con in July. This will be uh, our both of our first years to, to go to this uh, event, so we're pretty excited. We're pretty, you know, we're both into that whole culture anyway, so we're pretty excited about that. Fringe is obviously a big part of that. It's going to be an opportunity for us to meet a lot of our listeners for the first time face to face. We've had the opportunity uh, in in the past to meet a few of them face to face, but this will be an opportunity to do that uh, in a in a big way. Um, you know, we put out there that we were looking for sponsorship uh, for the event, and technically speaking, we did not get a sponsor for that. But what we did get was a company who came on board and said, we like what you guys are doing. I, I don't necessarily want to be recognized, and, and they've done some things for us that we have not publicized because they've asked us they didn't really want that. All they wanted was to know that they, first off, they love Fringe. Secondly, they love the Fringe podcast and they wanted to enable us to be able to do what we had a dream of doing. And that was going to Comic Con and continuing to grow the Fringe podcast. And so they've come along and they've given us, you know, some, some things, um, some sort of some some sort of cash awards that that are going to enable us to to do these sorts of things, um, but you know I kind of came to you and I said Cliff I think I remember one time you said that you got a sponsorship to go to a conference and you kind of talked to me you said go back to this podcast I podcasted all about it and I listened to that podcast and kind of took that advice in that podcast and then I did some things that I thought would work for us based on some of the groundwork that you had done. And it's, it's worked out, not in a way that I expected, but it's worked out nonetheless. That is awesome. What are some other uh, opportunities that you see has that has benefited you? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of time and energy and effort that's put into this. And I know that really, honestly, the building a community and just, you know, around a shared passion with so many people um, it, it is awesome all within itself, probably my favorite benefit. But what other benefits have you seen to podcasting? Well, that far and away exceeds them all. The community interaction, the people that we get to talk with, and the people that I've, you know, there's a few of them out there that I've met and I've shared a meal with. And, you know, those are names and faces that I'll never forget. You know, we have one lady in particular. When we first started the show, I mentioned there were four of us, and then two of our co-hosts have, have dropped out as we've gone along. But one of them, her name is Courtney. She formed a friendship with this lady in Canada, Patty. Patty from Canada is what we call her. To this day, Courtney hasn't been on the on the podcast for a year and a half now, and yet Patty came about two weeks ago and spent four days with with Courtney. Because they're friends, even though Courtney doesn't do the podcast anymore. That is so awesome. The, 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 the biggest thing is the people that you get to talk about friends with, the people that you get to talk about life with. I mean, there'll be some times where I'm on Skype or, or something and somebody will call me up or hit me with a chat and we don't even talk about fringe. We just talk about what's going on in their life. So yeah. that's the biggest thing. You know, one of the other cool things, though, I mean, I've gotten to the opportunity to speak with several people within the show, whether that's through a conference call that Fox has put on. I had the opportunity to speak with Jeff Pinkner and Joel Wyman, who are the producers of the show. Um, my my co-host got to, got to speak with John Noble, who's, you know, big star of the show. We've had a couple of the other actresses on. Or, um, we've had the guy who does the music on and, and just some of the other things. Those are really, really cool things that I never thought we'd get the opportunity to do when we started out. In fact, we emailed Jessica Nicole. I don't know. We'd been podcasting about a month because we thought she might be the easiest one to get in touch with. And we just did it through her website. And then about a, a month later, she she emailed us back and or her 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 uh, agent did rather and said, uh, "Let's go ahead and set this up." And it was just like, "What? 
that could happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's turned into more things and it's kind of grown from there. And, and, uh, you know, those are some, some of the other, but I want to reiterate the community involvement, people getting to meet people who listen to your podcast. Uh, that's by far and away my favorite thing about doing the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I'm on my way to New York City and and I've been invited to speak at the most amazing conference that somebody like me could possibly ever want to speak at. I mean, it's just out of this world. And there's no doubt I'm excited about that. But I'm more excited about what's happening Monday. On Monday, I'm having a meetup with GSPN.TV members who live in the New York City area. Uh, There's already eight people signed up. I think probably by the time we actually get things rolling, we'll probably have about 10, maybe even 15 people there. And that Monday, I actually, I'm I'm staying an entire extra day. I, you know, I I paid extra, I mean, hotel rooms in New York City is not cheap, but, but the investment in those relationships is worth the amount of money, the extra money that I paid to stay in New York City because I want to experience New, New York City with my friends and and and, and, in a way my family these people are like family to me yeah so awesome stuff now um i want to just take a moment and talk about um mardell.com and that's that's where you work and that's right and uh i want to talk about the relationship that you and i have had in in uh you know, working through the sponsorship of Family from the Heart. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about? Well, it came about first off because I was already a fan of what you and Stephanie do over there at gspn.tv. And Mardell is a, a Christian and education uh, retail company that's based in Oklahoma City. And we have stores in Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Colorado, and Missouri, and Kansas. And our website had always just been an information site for as long as we had had the website, which was a long time. And we decided to go and make it an e-commerce site, which was long overdue. And we naturally, when we built the e-commerce site, we wanted to get the word out to people who aren't in a Mardell state because we're only in six states and there are more than six other states out there. So it was important for us to connect with someone who shared the same interests and values that we did who had a mouthpiece to the other states and even to the world. And we, we thought about you guys over there at GSPN and the family from the heart podcast. And so I approached you about, Hey, is this something that we could do? And we kind of, you know, talked about what that might mean. And gosh, it's been what, three years now that we've been doing that and it's, it's growing and, and it's, we're continuing to get the word out about Mardell and, the GSPN partnership that we have. And it's, it's really been a great thing. It has, it has been way beyond what I ever thought would be possible with podcasting. It's kind of like you're, you, you put something out there and, and, and you invite somebody to come on your show. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's go ahead and schedule this. It's like, really, this is possible. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you, the, the weird thing here is that, that I was not seeking sponsorships at all. In fact, I was, I was so busy focusing on other, you know, ways of providing income from the podcasting efforts that I do. But you actually tracked me down and says, you know, I would, we'd love to talk to you about, talk to you about this potential here. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, let's talk about this. And so we, we worked out an arrangement. You guys have been sponsoring us now for uh, three years. You've, you've committed the three and a half years. We've been doing it, you know, every six months we renew the contract And uh, my favorite thing is that you came to me, gosh, I guess maybe about eight or nine months ago and said, you know, hey, let's start talking about, you know, doing some reports showing me, you know, exactly what's going on. What what is the sponsorship doing to benefit Mardell? And one of the things that I love seeing is just like on a monthly basis, how many orders have been placed. And I love that in December of 2010, 394 orders were placed from from listeners of the gspn.tv network that blew my mind 394 orders in one month and i've never yeah. shared what the number of sales are but but i can just say this it is a it's a it was a five figure income for mardell and as far yeah. as those sales absolutely amazing and and i just want to say thank you Again, to you guys in Mardell.com uh, for, for sponsoring our podcast and the relationship that we have. 
Yeah, it's been great both ways. And and uh, I just want to thank you and Stephanie for what you guys do. I mean, if you hadn't started what you guys do, then that opportunity would not have been been there for us. Yeah, it, And the community involvement. I mean, if you had just been doing this podcast, but there was no community involvement, then it wouldn't have had the same value to us either. So all of that works together. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is all about the, the community. The relationship you have with your audience is where your real value is. And, and it's not just the content. And, and that's that's the key critical thing that I'm always trying to teach my clients is that, you know, the real value in anything that you do online is, is whether or not you have enough passion and enthusiasm around this topic that you really want to build relationships with people who also share that passion. And when you yeah, I mean, last night we we st- we just started another podcast. We we formed Golden Spiral Media about a month ago. My my co-host and I did, and we're we just started a new podcast called Cutting the Cable Podcast, which is focusing on media that is available via a streaming, a legal streaming service, such as Netflix or Hulu or the Amazon or iTunes or even the new YouTube thing that they're working on. Um, just looking at ways we can, we can get content online basically. And last night we kicked it off with our very first watch party. So now we're able to determine when we're going to watch the episode. We're not dependent on when the network is going to show it to us. And we have our chat room open and then we'll record the podcast this coming Sunday when we do all of our stuff. But we started out with Firefly. Here's a show that was on the air almost 10 years ago. And we had a group of people in our chat room. We all synced our DVRs or put our DVDs in or however they had it. Because a lot of them already have it on DVD. And we watched it together. I've got a guy who's watching it at 2.30 in the morning where he lives. It's a, it's a two-hour premiere. He's finishing it at 4.30. And he says, I'm not going back to bed before I have to go to work. That's, that's crazy to me. I've told them this before, people who listen to our podcast live. And, you know, I had a guy in Australia that I woke up because I was doing a sound check before the podcast the other day. And I woke (laughs) him up at at four in the morning. You know, he had set his alarm to get up at six in the morning, Monday morning for him. I'm recording it Sunday afternoon, my time. But he's in Australia um, and he had the website already pulled up. And so when I did sound check, I woke him up. But that's crazy. If you ask me, you can download the podcast in a day or so, maybe even today. Like the first podcast I released later on that same day. But these people are there with the live show because the community involvement is so important to them. Yeah, that is awesome. And and so where can people find this new network that you've just launched? Well, you know, we can, the French podcast is still our, our, our main uh, podcast. You know, obviously this time of year, we're not doing a whole lot on that. The other website is cuttingthecablepodcast.com. And I love- we don't, we, we haven't recorded our first one yet. We're, we're recording our first one on May 22nd. So we're, rec- you and I are recording this on May the 18th. Um, but yeah, that's where you can, that's where you can find all of our content and our live events or, or cuttingthecablepodcast.com. This is awesome. And the idea here is that you can actually live your life and receive wonderful, high-quality entertainment television shows without paying a monthly cable bill. That's right. I love it. Even for me, I'm a sports guy. And that's was the hardest thing that, you know, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder here and you know, they're, they're still in, they're in the Western conference finals right now. And, and so NBA is a big part of, of what I, what I love NFL and college football. I love all those things, but even for those things, there are ways to, to get the content that you want without having to pay a a high cable bill. And so our podcast is not just looking at those things. Hey, let's, let's review Firefly. Let's review some time travel movies. It's not just doing a an episode or a movie review it's also talking about technology that's available to help you know and get this content so we're informing the audience of the technology that's out there and we're interviewing people who have already cut the cable and learning from their firsthand experience on 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 um on how they on other people how other people can do that and you know, it just kind of came out of a lot of us around the office. Cutting the cable is a catchphrase. It's everyone's sick and tired of paying cable and satellite companies all this money every month when there are alternatives out there. And so that's kind of where we came up with the idea for cutting the cable podcast. 
That is awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, I am going to put a link to cuttingthecablepodcast.com and thefringepodcast.com in our show notes today. And Daryl, where can they find you on Twitter? I know a lot of people listening to Podcast Answer Man are also on Twitter. If they want to follow your journey and connect with you there, how can they do that? Yeah, so the Fringe Podcast Twitter is Fringe Observers. There is one that's Fringe Podcast that is not us. Um, but Fringe Observers is our Fringe Twitter. Our Cutting the Cable Twitter is Cutting the Cable. So those are probably the, the two best. If you want to connect with me personally, mine is Mardarrell, M-A-R-D-A-R-R-E-L-L, which is a combination of Mardell and Daryl. So that's where you get Mardarrell. Very awesome. Well, my friends, I want to encourage you to go over and check out thefringepodcast.com. If, even if you don't like the show, I encourage you just to go and listen to an entire episode of one of their podcasts just to be inspired by what you can do uh, through podcasting. And I happen to know that uh, you guys are using, what, short SM58 microphones uh, and yep. you are using a Audacity to edit and even doing some compression with Audacity. That's right. We we I had been using Adobe Audition most of this season because I was able to participate in their in their beta program, as I think you were. Um, but we needed three licensed copies, and that's just not in our budget right now. So um, we went ahead and stepped back to Audacity, and um, our our last two episodes that we just released were done com- completely in Audacity. I've been pretty very pleased actually with the quality of the audio that we've been doing. And that's something I think just briefly, I know you've got an appointment to get to, but if if folks are afraid to podcast and think, Oh, you have to sound like Cliff Ravenscraft. Or if you listen to our latest podcast and say, well, I've got to at least sound like that because we're not quite as good as Cliff is with our audio quality. Don't think that at all. Get out there, get started with what you can do with what you can afford. We didn't start out with this stuff. We kind of started out very basic and kind of worked our way up as we've learned, just like you talked about with your podcast, Answer Man 101, because that was all you knew. But now you're an expert. We didn't get to be an expert by reading books for four years before you started recording podcasts. You got to be an expert by doing it and learning it. And that's what I want to encourage people to do. If you've thought about doing a podcast, just do it. It, you'll get better and learn as you go along and you'd be glad that you did. Absolutely. The the only thing people regret is that they didn't start sooner. That's right. That's exactly right. Daryl, it has been awesome to get to know you over the years and I look forward to continuing on our relationship and friendship and uh, likewise, thank you for coming on to the show and I, and I know that a lot of people are going to come over there and check out thefringepodcast.com. Have a great night, my friend. Thanks, Cliff. Same to you. Thanks for all that you do for the podcasting community. Uh, It's very, very much appreciated. Well, there you go, my friends. That's the interview that I did with Daryl. Had so much fun talking to him. Such an inspirational story to see somebody else who is accomplishing big things, who has started out, you know, just playing around as a hobby, podcasting about a TV show that he loves, building a massive online community. And, and, you know, getting to go to conventions that he would have never got to go to, uh, never thought that he would get to go to, and having them paid to having a paid way to get there. Not only that, but he's able to talk to, you know, major stars from the TV shows. I mean, just so many wonderful things. My friends, I am way out of time. God bless you all. And I hope to see you in New York City if you'll be there.